Welcome to CIR Realty Business Mastery, where we present on topics that will help you build a successful real estate business. While you're here, be sure to subscribe to not miss any new episodes, as well as leave us a five-star review. That'll help others discover us too. We hope you enjoy today's episode. We are going to switch the conversation to be uh, talk about starting your 2022 dominance. Chloe, Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Good. We can hear you, you loud hear and clear. Me. Woo! <laughs> That's a great start. Chloe, thank you so much for taking the time to come in on and sharing with us today. Thanks for having me. This is something that's super near and dear to my heart. So I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. A passionate planner. I love it. <laughs> yes. my I was fortunate enough to uh, grow up in a family where goals were not optional. <laughs> so we learned at a very young age to um, kind of track our, our successes and uh, make plans for the future. So I, I do love this stuff. So, yeah. So, so, so why now? So I, I approached Chloe and said, um, uh, Chloe, listen, what, what's top of mind for you? What's happening out there? And this is immediately what you came up with. Why now? Why, what, what, what made it something that is important for a realtor to think about? Um, well, for one, it's been a crazy year. So I think we need to take a little bit of time to reflect on that and see, you know, what happened, what happened in everyone's businesses and kind of assess on how they can capture that again, moving forward or what they might want to do different um, for next year. Um, but also, I hate when people leave this to January, It like it's, you're, you know, starting the year January 1st, um, you want to be ready to go. You don't want to start planning for the year when the year is already happening. So we're hopefully going to, you know, see some little bit of slowdown here where people can take a breath and think about what just happened and set themselves up for success for next year. Totally. Awesome. Yeah. And, and when we were talking, you, you said three steps and you've narrowed it down. I love anytime you can simplify things to, to a three-step plan. So why don't you Give us the three steps um, okay. and then let's go through each one with all the points. So high level, okay. what are the three steps? Step one is to be retrospective and review what happened this year. So we can talk about that, but in simplicity's sake, um, what happened this year and kind of just thinking about it in a clear way. Um, step two is going to be making a plan for next year based on how you want it to be different than this year. And step three is just setting up your systems and, and processes so that everything can go how you want it to go. Perfect. Perfect. Well, let's start step one, reviewing okay. 2021. Um, year's not over, but I mean, but we have a no. pretty good idea of how it's going to finish up. I would say by now with people's businesses. So what, what should people be doing? Okay, so one of the first things that I always did, and I always recommend to my agents that, that you guys do is sit down and literally it can be on a piece of paper or a spreadsheet or it doesn't have to be very techie, um, but just sit down and look at where your transactions came from this year. So literally write down client Joe Smith and where the origin of that lead came from um, and really look at you know, look for, for themes in your business. Where did you, where did you find success? Did you do 20 open houses and get zero clients from it? Or did you do 20 open houses and get 15 clients from it? Um, so just really spending some time in, in analyzing where your successes were from your transactions from 2021. Perfect. Makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. 
Um, and then the other part of that in the, you know, analyzing your business thing is where did you spend the time? So not only where did your transactions come from, but also um, what was your rate of success with the things that you actually implemented? So hopefully, and, you know, no shame if you didn't do this, because you can always improve for next year, but hopefully you set some goals and you had a marketing plan this year. Obviously with COVID things went haywire and probably nothing went to plan, but, you know, sit down and think about, you know, how much time did I put into open houses? How much time did I put into real estate reviews, um, into online marketing, into Facebook advertising, whatever it is, and just really think about where your time was most efficiently spent time and money. Cause obviously people have different business models. Some of you are spending money on, on things and some of you are spending time on things, or maybe you have a combination of both, but at the end of the day, some things are going to be more fruitful than other things. And that n- might not be the same between two agents. That's the other part of this is that, totally. you know, you can, we could do a panel of five top producers and ask them where their successes are coming from. And probably all five of them would have different answers. So yeah. At the end of the day, it's really about what works for you and in, in your business and really just taking the time to figure out what it is that's working. You know, I, I, I love that because it becomes very clear. Um, we're going to talk about some honesty stuff here about being honest with yourself too. But uh, that, that right there is sort of like, it's on the paper. Did it work or didn't it work? And you might, you might absolutely love be married to some, something that you're doing right now, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like just, just, you know, you got to change something. Like you just, you're just beating the dead horse or trying to do the same things over and over and over again. There's some things that people love. I always say, I have this saying that it's like the world doesn't care if you're happy. It only cares if you're competent. You might be happy trying to do something you're trying to do of just like build your social media following. And it might feel really good to go out there and post up your listings and other stuff you're trying to do. But if you're not getting any business from it, you need to change course, my friend, because you're going to be broke. So whatever you're doing right now, if you're not getting the results, it, you know, it's telling. It's like you got to be honest with yourself and change course. Totally. I 100% agree. Um, and you kind of touched on my next point, which is the honesty part of things. Um, I think a lot of people got lucky this year, and that's okay. It's totally okay that a lot of people got lucky in this market. Um It's okay if you didn't get lucky too, but it is a really important thing to sit back and think, okay, what did I do to generate this business? Um, And how do you replicate it next year? Uh, Or did, did you maybe just get lucky and how it really, if that's the case and you really need to sit down and think about, okay, what am I going to do to keep this ball rolling? Because it's really nice when you have a really great year, but if you don't know where it came from and you don't know how you got it, it's going to be really tough to do it another time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just going to say you, a market like this can hide a lot of flaws in people's marketing plans. It's like, I was just so busy and you know, my phone kept ringing and people that I had known, but it's like, you don't have any repeatable systems. You don't have any or repeatable marketing strategies and you did get lucky. And, and so I was, you know, it's, you just got to make sure that the, that your success isn't um, indicative of whether or not you still have a good business model. It's you, you got to totally. separate the two. Well, and and you have a point here that talks about uh, creating sustainable and repeatable systems um, that we had talked about. So that that's something we're going to, I think, bring up again when we talk about systems, but you know, are the things that you were doing that 
generated the business um, something that you can continue to do? And is it scalable? And what does that look like for your future? Yeah. If you were to say, how did you create that, that level of business? You know, were you deliberate about it? Um, and, and, you know, Ninja says all the time, it's, um, they say, you know, from the art of war, Sun Tzu, it's like, it doesn't take a keen eye to see the lightning and it doesn't take a keen ear to hear the thunder. And this was a thunderclap market. Um, you know, we, we had the thunder and everyone's like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing so great. I'm killing it out there. It's like, yeah, everybody is like we, a high tide raises all ships. It's when the market turns that you need to be, have the, the systems in place and things like that. Cause I said, this can hide a lot of flaws right now. So you need to make sure that if you, if it wasn't deliberate activities that generated today's business, you should, you should, you should have a sense of urgency, maybe have a li- your heart rate should increase a little bit and get a bit nervous about what next year might bring and use that as motivation to implement. Yeah, totally. I think, I think, is it Ninja also that says you don't want to be an ac- uh, an agent by accident? Yeah. Is that Ninja? Yeah. Yeah. You want to so, be on purpose realtor, not a, yes, not a by accident. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that really comes into play for, for this as well, especially from this last year. And again, like we're all really happy that this year was as good as it was. Um, and hopefully that continues. Um, but the reality, reality is that at some point things will normalize, um, especially to the new agents that came in in the last year and a half or so into this really hyped up market. It's so vital that, you know, they realize that, you know, this isn't going to be forever. Um, and that, that effort that goes into your business, working on your business, not always in your business is going to be so important um, coming into the next couple of years. Okay. Totally. Do we, do we want to move on to step two? Okay. Step two. Yeah. Planning. So we talked about this already, but don't wait until January to do this. Um, January 1st is the beginning of the new year when you should start implementing these things. In fact, why wait until then to implement them? So totally. if you make a plan and you already know what you want to do, just start it now. Don't wait until January. Um, so get now is the time. Time is of the essence. <laughs> um, okay. So part of this is about writing goals. So if you're not from, if you're not used to writing goals down, I'd suggest reading a couple of books about goal setting um, or listening to some podcasts or, you know, however you usually digest your information. But at the end of the day, goals should be written and they should be simple. Um, Your goal might be a huge goal, but at the end of the day, you need to break it down so that it's something that is digestible for you to do on a daily basis so it doesn't feel overwhelming. So, for example, um, if you have a goal of doing 25 deals next year, let's just pick a number out out of the air. Okay, so you want to do 25 goals next year. What does that mean on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis? So how do you break that down to, okay, so you want to do two point something transactions per month. Um, and how, so how are you going to get that? So that that's going to come into your marketing plan and setting yourself up for success and figuring out, okay, going back to last year, what worked? What do I want to move forward into this year? Where did I get those transactions? And really implementing what that looks like on a daily basis. So for example, if you, if you got 50% of your transactions last year from real estate reviews, well, that's probably a pretty good thing to move into the next year with you and breaking that down into how many of these things do I need to do per week? 
um, so that it's, it's broken down into a manageable task. That makes sense. And, and actionable tasks. It's like, yeah. you can just see exactly as it, it looks. I, I love that concept because you would actually be able to see, you know, every real estate review that I did or every open house that I sat or every marketing campaign I sent, you just start slashing them off. Like I need to send, you know, over the course of the year, I need to do 150 of these or a hundred of these. And, and you're just checking them off. And it's like, I know I will get my results if I just implement this. And realtors think too much. Like they, they, they spend way too much time overanalyzing what they think they should be doing. What if you just laid out the plan and then worked your plan, you're probably going to be okay. And it's important to obviously review it and, and adapt it and change it, but that's awesome. And what you're talking about is something that you can just do on a, um, a, a blank sheet of paper, just take a piece of paper out of your printer and start, you know, jotting down your goals and then start breaking down your activities based off of what worked the previous year and maybe add in a couple of things you want to experiment with, but make sure that you are um, moving over the things that worked really well. Exactly. And depending on your personality, there, like there's different ways that you can keep yourself accountable. Um, I'm really a to-do list person. Lindsay knows that I literally keep, like I have this beside me all the time. I haven't filled mine out for today yet. Cause we're doing this, but I have a daily to-do list that I know that I don't get to go home until I finish this. Um, and, and like this one I like because it breaks it down into ASAP, um, soon and like the lofty goals of like when I happen to have time. But the nice thing about having it in paper is that like, I obviously sit at my desk every day. So I know that this is, this is beside me every day and it's manageable in my daily um, habits and I can create those habits. And that's the other part of this is I just, I just listened to this podcast. I think I mentioned it to you earlier. It was a podcast where I don't even know, some guy was interviewing the, the author of atomic habits, um, which I have not read yet, but I I have bought it. (laughs) (laughs) But um, at the end of the day, all, all goals are, are habits that you create every day to make it all achievable. And it doesn't feel hard then because you're just, even if it's five minutes a day or 10 minutes a day or whatever it is, two real estate reviews a week, um, it creates this habit in your daily world where when you get sucked into the whirlwind of everyday life or the working in the business where you get, you know, you have transactions on the go, you have clients that are being demanding, whatever it is, if you have the habits that are in place and you start your day doing the things that you need to do before you get the whirlwind in place, it really helps you stay on track. Um, and the thing that I learned most about in, in that little podcast that I listened to was uh, don't ever miss two days. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Which yeah. That's, I yeah. totally did this weekend. Cause I've, I've been working on my exercise habits and I took two days off this week, which means I have to get back at it today or I'm just doomed. So <laughs> what, what happened when you took two days off, Chloe? Oh, it's awful. I feel like all my I whole just... world is, and I lost to you. Yeah. We can Chloe I and I have our that. Apple watch, our Apple that. watch fitness competition on, but I feel like, uh, I feel a lot better because <laughs> Chloe has beaten me in all the ones that we've done so far. So, but she's upset about this, but I'm like, I'm still, you know, 50% less wins than she has. So, or half the win she has. Oh, I, I don't, I don't like losing, but you know, um, you know, it's fun. I'll just speak to that for a second here. Ninja, if anyone's on the Ninja, um, 
uh, the Ninja list, uh, I forget what they call the, the Ninja insider stuff, but they just sent out uh, an email on never break the chain. And I haven't actually read the headline, but I know the concept. And they talked about um, Jerry Seinfeld has spent every single day um, uh, taking time to uh, write a jokes, write jokes every single day. And he said, I'll never miss a day. I'll never miss a day. And he's talking about never breaking the chain. So um, it's absolutely something that uh, is a great, great concept of that, you know, never miss a day or two or whatever it happens to be. And even with exercise, one of the things that I find is if you are taking a day off, still, a, a, still go to the gym or still go to your basement, wherever you happen to have your stuff and just stretch. It's like, you don't need to do it, but you've actually had it where you've inserted that time with some sort of recovery. It's like, you're, you're not breaking the chain. Um, and it's, it's super powerful. So, yeah. The other thing I'll say about this, um, and I know that we're running long here, so I'll be quick is that if you need an accountability partner, find one, just yeah. there, there are 700 and something of us at this company company, there is another person who probably wants an accountability partner also, um, like rely on each other. I, I know that I need that in my business, in my, in my life. Um, and it, it w- literally works wonders for me because I will guilt myself in making sure that I'm remaining accountable to the other person before I do that for myself. So oh. if you're that type of person, um, find, find someone to be accountable to spend, um, you know, a, a 15 minutes a week catching up and holding each other accountable. Yeah. I think it's hugely important. Love it. Okay. Love it. All right. Step three. Step three, setting up your systems and processes. So this kind of ties into both one and two, because it, this should really be an ongoing thing. But when we're in the whirlwind, like we were this year, it's really hard to take a step back and really assess the situation as far as, you know, what systems do you have in place? What's working, what's not working. So, um, the first one that I always go to is your database. So you need th- like, this is a non-negotiable in real estate. You need a database, um, whether there's five people in it to begin with or 500 people or 5,000 people is, is not the relevant piece to this. You need the system in place so that you can grow. It's just, I, I just, I personally believe that you can't operate without one. What do you think? Well, you, I, you shouldn't. And lots of people do. And they say, I've never had a database. And I, you know, I made 160,000. You have a database in your head and you might have a database in your phone that you're, you're using, but the reason you're stopping at 160 or 150 and you're never going to get to 300, um, is because you, you, you don't know where to find your clients again. You can't set up repeatable systems. Um, you can't scale like all these things. It, it's like, you got to be able to find uh, real estate's only two things, make a list of people, follow up with something that's valuable to them. That's it. But if you don't have that list, then you're, you're done. And yes, you know, Facebook has a list and Instagram have a list, your followers that you want to follow up the value, but that database piece, your past clients, I know a lot of these internet lead gen people who, um, get all these internet leads, but they have no referral. They have no repeat and referral business. So they right. keep spending yeah. money, you know, $800 per transaction in, in generating leads or $1,200 per transaction landed client. And that's so expensive because these people never come back. And you just, you run a thin margin business. That's it, it's not easy and it's not good. So, well, and it's so much easier to work with people who already know, like, and trust you or have referred you, um, than to just keep finding new clients. And yes, Facebook has kind of a built-in friend list or whatever, but it doesn't make your life easier 
because it's not helping you with your systems. All it is, is just a storage place for people. Um, more or less, it's not actually helping you with your system. So I don't, I'm just a huge believer in having a day to be, Oh, one second. <laughs> well, and, and, and just to add to my point, just to be clarify my point, I think yeah. lead gen is amazing. Online lead gen is amazing, but now you also need the database to put them into, cause then you get the lead gen and the repeat referral it's yeah. So anyways, that's that. It just grows a stronger business. Um, totally. Yeah. So find a CRM of some variety. There's hundreds of them out there. We get prospects for free, literally through the board. So pick one and start using it. And what I suggest is this time of year is the best time of year to start fiddling around with those because we should, in theory, have a bit of a lull, hopefully a little bit of one where you can just take a step back and think about these things and find a system that you're, that you like, and that you're actually going to use. Cause it, if you don't use it, it's, it's like, you don't have it. So you yeah. need something that you enjoy using. Um, the other thing that I like people to sit back and think about is what did they find painful this year? Like what parts of their business did they not enjoy and how can they make it better for themselves? Because at the end of the day, Love if you that. don't like what you're doing, you're not going to do it well. Um, so how can you make it better? So if, I don't know, like, let's say you don't like writing up the blurbs on, on MLS. I hated writing those. That yeah. was definitely one of my least favorite things to do. Yeah, you and I both. So how, how do you outsource that? And how do you find someone that might be able to do it better for not a lot of money that, um, so that you can kind of free up your mental space. As soon as you're doing a bunch of things that you don't enjoy, it makes it hard to enjoy your day. And that kind of just, you know, cascades to clients and all that kind of stuff. So what are the things that you didn't enjoy doing and how can you maybe replace them easily um, for your business and for your own mental space? I'm a huge believer in balance and like making sure that you're also happy in life and you yeah. should be enjoying your every day. So how, how do you make it more enjoyable? Well, and even so if you can't, if you can't outsource it, I mean, you could at least look like, let's say your, your CMA is just a, a, a crap shoot, you know, in like terms of trying to pull the properties, the comparables and the way that you're doing it is just a, a nightmare. Well, sit down and actually say, maybe, maybe you talk to two or three other realtors, see what they're up to. Um, but then just say, okay, what can I do to make this a little bit easier on myself? And you just take some time to pre-plan it. And if you can't outsource it, at least you can improve it by 10%. And, well, and that 10% compounds over a long time, even in terms of your happiness, like it's a big deal. Totally. And, and a lot of the time people don't like things because they don't feel comfortable with it. And like a CMA is a really good example of that. It's, it, it, it's probably not a painful process, but you, it's a painful experience because you don't enjoy doing it because you probably don't feel confident in it. So if totally. you maybe just spend a little bit more time learning that skill, it won't feel as crappy. <laughs> perfect perfect <laughs> okay so we talked about that um the other thing that i want to mention in this section is that if there are things like that that you that you don't necessarily like doing or that are really huge time sucks that's the other thing um th there are other options for you the holiday cards that that we talked about like i don't know that you talked about like 15 minutes ago really good example of that i literally spent at least two full days in December every year writing those cards, which is not an effective use of time at all. 
Yeah. I would have loved to have a service like this for $2 and 75 cents to outsource it. Um, first of all, I know it's going to get done that way because I, all I have to do is send in my database, which hopefully you have. And if not next year, you will want to be better and have it in place for next year. Um, but now but, is a really look, good time. You have 11 days to get it in, get yeah, your database together. That. Pause on that for a second, because like, here's the thing is that, you know, to, to have a database, you want a complete database. And we're doing several things right now where it's like, Hey, I want to make sure, you know, we're, you know, even if you haven't called everybody in a while, first thing you can say is, Hey, I'm sorry. I haven't kept in touch, but we're doing a bunch of stuff throughout the year. We have contests, everything else. We're doing some stuff for family, um, with, with hot chocolate and story time and things like that. And I don't know if I have your correct address or email address in my, in my system. Do you mind if I get those updated? And you're not saying I want your email address so I can send you a newsletter and, you know, harass you to buy and sell, um, or your address to send you a bunch of market stats. You're just saying, we got a bunch of cool things we're doing where you can win some prizes. We do a charity stuff, whatever it happens to be. I don't know if I have your correct contact information. Let me get that up to, up to date. And now with 11 days, you can look and say, I have 200 people in my database right now. I'm going to start hitting the phones a little bit and get my database up to, up to speed, or at least the people that you don't have up to speed, you as an opportunity to connect. And I promise you, if you did that and you'd made 10 calls a day for the next, you know, however many days you will get at least one transaction out of it. And I bet you even more. Because what's happening is that someone is going to be like, oh my gosh, you know, so, so funny you called. We were just talking about, um, you were just talking about real estate. There's a house that's sold down the street. Can you please, you know, get us that information for you? I promise you make those phone calls. You will do a transaction, at least one. And that's just because yep. somebody in your database is, is ready, willing, able today. You may not have been top of mind. And if you haven't been in touch, I know we get that guilty feeling like, oh, I should have, but now it's awkward because I hadn't. And it's apologize. It's be like, I should have done a better job of keeping in touch. Yeah. And, and just, go at just it. Say it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just acknowledge it. So yeah. love that. Love that. The other piece to that is um, I would have to spend at least a day every year in December updating everything from all, like just the clients that I sold houses to in that year. I didn't go back into my database and update it at the end of the transaction. So I had to do it all at the end of the day before I wanted to send out these holiday card letters and everything just starts piling on top of each other too. So, but that what that was is a process issue because I didn't have update database on my checklist, on my, um, on my whatever deal checklist that I had. So I never updated the, the database at the end, which literally would have taken me 30 seconds, probably at the end of yeah. a transaction to put in the new address, but it just, it wasn't on my checklist. So that was a pain point for me that I needed to address my, my process on how I dealt with that. So yeah, just think about those things so that you're, you're set up properly for the next year. Cause it's, I mean, probably hopefully going to be busy next year too. So, you know, if we have a couple of weeks here and where it's a bit slower and nobody wants to to do this over Christmas. That's the other thing is like, everyone yeah. always says, I'll, I'll do that stuff over Christmas, but over Christmas, you're hanging out with your family, you're drinking Bailey's and coffee. You don't want to spend two weeks looking at your processes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Probably. Totally. And, th and that's, so. and that's what you said, you know, what, what process needs improvement, what technology do I need to add? Um, what's broken in my business or what can be improved in my business or what can I do more of what's working well and how can I go big on it? And yep. how can you get that set up today? 
for tomorrow. Chloe, thank you so much. Um, these you. are all fantastic points and hopefully everybody it, it lights a bit of a, a fire and is a good reminder to get going on this stuff today. I know for a lot of you, it hasn't slowed down. Uh, you need to carve this out. You need to time block to get this in. Otherwise, the same challenges that you have today, you're going to have tomorrow and you got to make sure that you do something different to change that. So Chloe, thank you again. Thank you. <laughs> Awesome. That's all we have for you today. And thank you so much for giving us your time and tuning in. Don't forget to like CIR Realty Business Mastery on Facebook and to follow us on Instagram. Take care, everyone.